You're listening to All Things SEP, the official Southeast Polk Community School District podcast. And here's our host, Superintendent Dr. Dirk Halepnik. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the All Things SEP podcast. This podcast is intended to be a regular series of brief, informative updates highlighting some of the great things that are happening throughout the Southeast Polk School District. I'm your host, Dirk Holupnik, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as the superintendent here at SCP. On today's podcast, we're going to talk to the Southeast Polk PK-12 College and Career Readiness Coordinator. Our coordinator's role is to work to build and support a strong foundation in the four components of college and career readiness for all kids. Let's welcome to all things SCP, Daryl Butcher. Thank you. Great to be here and uh, appreciate the time we have today. Welcome, welcome. We're uh, glad that you took the time to, to stop by and, and talk with us today. So, uh, Daryl, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you came into this role. You know, my background, you know, I left, I left high school at, to Northwest Missouri State as a computer science major, and uh, I really thought that's where I was going to land. And a year or two there, I, I decided, well, this may be what I want. I had taken a psychology class and somehow walked out of there with a degree in psychology and sociology having no idea what I was going to do with it. My wife uh, was doing her student teaching in Clarinda, Iowa. So uh, day after graduation, I started at Clarinda Academy, which is a residential facility for adjudicated males. Um, and so really started my working with youth as a counselor in that role. And we were there about a year, and we decided uh, to move to Des Moines area and somehow fell into um, the PACE program. Um, and I still remember the ad today, uh, Help wanted human resources. That's all it said. You know, being 23 and just trying to find a job in Des Moines, I, 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 I kind of hit a, go a gold mine um, with Pace, um, with, uh, you know, being able to learn from, you know, Vernon Johnson, John Spinks, John Meister, you know, Vicki Williams, who really cut my teeth on how to work with youth. Because my degree in psychology and sociology really didn't give me what I was getting ready to face. Sure. Um, and so that, that was such a huge experience in my in my path to get here. Um, and, and I did that for about 12 years. And when I left, I was the, the supervisor of boys programming. So basically anything had a, a boy in the program I dealt with. So, you know, I supervised our day treatment program. We had five classrooms, uh, our tracking and monitoring program, as well as our suspension program um, uh, for middle school. And so I really thought, you know, I needed to, th this would be easier if I worked for the school and not outside of the school with, a, with an agency. Uh, so I went and got my master's degree and got a job at St. Pius X who was willing to hire me as a counselor in their school um, without a master's degree yet based upon my experience. And so I was fortunate to fall into that because I needed my summers off to get my master's degree. And so I did that for three years. And 2006, I uh, interviewed with Glenn Dietzenbach, and he took a chance on me, and I started as a counselor there at uh, the junior high uh, for another 12 or 13 years right in there somewhere. And... 2019, this role opened up as the college and career coordinator for the district, and I was lucky enough to get that. And you know, at, gosh, at 51, I think I've, I've I finally found my niche. Um, I kind of finally feel this is where I need to be. So couldn't be happier to be here. Great, lots of different and varied experiences in your background. That's really interesting yeah. to hear. Yeah, you know, a lot of people hear college and career readiness and they think high school, but you actually work with preschool through 12th grade. Tell us a little bit more about that and, and what the programming looks like throughout the different grade levels. 
Yeah, that's a that's a common misconception. Everybody always thinks and jumps to you know, oh, you must just be at the high school or only do work, do any think about high school stuff. And although you know a majority of my time probably is spelt in, uh, spent in the secondary, um, career development begins in elementary school. Um, and so when you look at the career development model, you know there's 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 three phases to it. There's a career awareness, there's a, a career exploration, and there's a career preparation. And so in elementary, we focus a lot on the career awareness piece of that, and that is that self-understanding piece. Um, we, we really like to look at what kids are interested in and what their aptitudes are in order to make a career choice, and that's kind of the formula we put together for a career choice, um, is that interest plus aptitudes. And so the more that we can teach kids to be aware of what they like, what they don't like, um, really helps when it comes to career development. Um, also with that awareness piece in the elementary schools, you'll see a lot of our, our guidance curriculum focused around also uh, getting past those gender uh, stereotypes. And so, you know, not all uh, firemen are women or men, you know, that th there's an sure. equal opportunity based upon what are you interested in and what are your aptitudes and to kind of alleviate that um, as well. Um, yes, we also have some initiatives that we do um, within the elementary schools, um, for example, uh, Central College has adopted Mitchellville, and so if you look at you know their student store and stuff, it's filled with Central memorabilia, footballs, pencils, that kind of stuff. Last year they helped out at the career fair, um, or at the at the science fair that the Mitchellville had held, and uh, last year we took all of our fifth graders to Central on a campus visit, and so it's kind of nice to kind of get that culture in the elementary to kind of go around of, of that college-going culture, right. looking at that se that post-secondary piece. And to kind of move up to the exploration phase and in, in with the junior high, you know, we do have uh, all of our eighth graders take a course, college and career readiness. Um, so that is based upon um, our, our computer, uh, our uh, career information system is Zillow. So six through 12, we use that program. Um, and every year they have four modules that they complete and those modules um, center around, you know, that self-understanding, that career exploration, what do I like, what I don't like. And so um, that's kind of a huge uh, a thing that we begin um, with our sixth graders with that. Uh, then you kind of move into the high school, we move into that preparation phase, and you'll see, you know, that's where we have a lot of our apprenticeships programs, registered apprenticeship, um, pre-apprenticeship, uh, teacher academy, you know, our RISE program, and so lots of, of, of opportunities for kids to go even further into their career development, what they're looking for. So, you know, career development is a, a it starts at a really young age with us and all the way through uh, post-graduation. Sure. We'll, we'll come back to a few of those specific examples here mm -hmm. in, in a minute. Um, you just had college planning night um, for students and, and parents at the high school this week. Uh, what are some other big events that are, that are coming up this fall or, or winter? Yeah. Um, We'll start with uh, November 28th, uh, Tuesday, we have our college fair um, at the high school here. So we'll have over 20 colleges um, here that, that we can come and get our questions answered, um, admissions questions, uh, academic questions, you know, uh, what's life on campus questions from them. Um, so th that's kind of a big event that we usually have well attended. Um, also running alongside with that, we will have two financial aid sessions um, with uh, Tracy Pavon from Simpson College will be here. And she'll be offering two sessions in the multi-purpose room at 5.15 and 6 o'clock that day. And so we have that, that coming up. And then in February um, the 27th, we'll have our career and apprenticeship fair. 
So we'll bring in all of our local apprenticeship programs, um, all of our career opportunities for our kids, uh, military. Um, those folks will all be here um, for those kids whose interest and abilities kind of surround that area. Uh, we also have um, uh, Build Day coming up in April. So in sixth grade, uh, we partner with Turner Construction and they bring in about 20 of their, um, their folks and uh, the kids get a rubric and they have to build something out of cardboard. Um, and so it's kind of neat. They gotta have a business plan behind it. Uh, Turner judges those projects for us, for us and uh, gives out uh, some swag gifts to the winners. And so it's kind of a neat experience to kind of expose kids to the different skilled trades that are available um, in sixth grade. So that, that we'll have that coming up in April. And then, <coughs> you know, the FAFSA will uh, open up sometime, um, sometime in December. And so you, you look for some FAFSA events coming up until we get some more information on what that's going to look like. Um, but definitely we need help in getting the FAFSA filled out and making sure that we keep our participation rate up with that too because we know that's a predictor of, of college. Sure. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> just lots of great opportunities for, for students and families to learn more and, and experience more in, in this area. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a quick aside, this week I was downtown at a conference and uh, was pulled aside by a, a board member from a different district in the area mm -hmm. uh, that said, hey, I, we heard, I work with somebody who told me that you guys not only help parents fill out their FAFSA, but you also have a, a college fair and a career fair, um, just kind of what you just outlined here, sure. and wanted to know more about that and, and I think basically how they could replicate that. And so I think that's a, the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's important for kids and families to know the information, um, especially with college, with the way things are changing today, um, with, you know, the finances and how you pay for it, and, you know, all the FAFSA changes. I think the more information we can give families, the better off uh, and more successful they're going to be with it. Sure. So earlier this fall, the, the Department of Education visited the district. What, what were they here to see, and, and what kind of reaction did you, did you get? Yeah, you know, they came to see our, our work-based learning program, and, you know, when, when you start thinking about and looking at ours, you have all these pieces of work-based learning we do throughout the district. And to bring them into one room, into one presentation, it's kind of neat to see how expansive it is. Um, looking at it individually from the outside, you may not see that. But when you bring it together, you're like, wow, we have, we have quite a few stuff going on. Um, so, you know, we, we uh, had a presentation put together for them around our apprenticeship programs and our pre-apprenticeship programs, um, our nurses' aid program, Animal Learning Center, Occupational Experience, uh, Teacher Academy, RISE, um, our EVCE uh, program, which is our experience-based career education. Um, and of course, we, you know, we talked about the skilled trades building as well. And so uh, the response from that has been, has been really well. Um, since then, uh, I think people are really starting to notice um, kind of what's going on at Southeast Polk with some of this uh, work-based learning. Um, I was at the Lead, De, uh, Lead Des Moines uh, uh, course yesterday where they come and asked me to speak about what we're doing with work-based learning, um, which was kind of a neat thing. Um, in February, I'll be at DMAC at their work-based learning conference as a panelist um, talking about work-based learning. Uh, we just did a podcast with Master Builders of Iowa um, in regards to work-based learning and to get the word out. Um, last week, I was at uh, the Good, Good Government for Pleasant Hill um, speaking to that group. Um, which is a group of leaders in Pleasant Hill wanting to know more about how uh, Pleasant Hill can get involved with the school district and what kind of things are going on. So it's really kind of um, exploded um, in terms of, uh, of people wanting to know what we're doing with it. So that's kind of exciting to see. 
you know, I, <clears throat> I think back to that day, um, and it was really interesting to hear the students talk. Absolutely. Um, certainly, the, the more authentic learning experiences that, that we can get for kids, the better off everyone is. But I, I think maybe the thing that struck me was uh, a student who realized that wasn't what they wanted to do and how much time and effort that saved that student because then they got into something that they did want to do. Yeah, you know, that, you know, that's an important piece, too, because sometimes to, you know, to know what you don't want to do, you have to do something you don't want to do, and you realize, oh, this, is, this isn't it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's a great, ex you know, and that's part of that exploration phase of career development of kids being able to, you know, kind of explore what's out there yeah. and what, what they like and don't like. So, yeah. Let, let's go back. You mentioned the Skilled Trades uh, Building Project. Uh, we had the groundbreaking this past month. Tell us a little bit about this project and, and how it originated and, and where it's at. Yeah, you know, th this actually this uh, building idea really came out of you. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but you had given a presentation um, for professional development in regards to uh, some land that the district had purchased for future use 10, 15 down years down the road. I thought, I know that there's a pole barn out there somewhere on that piece of land. So I went and checked it out, and, and sure enough, there was. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we could have a place for our, our – our students to learn more about apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeship programs and have some space to do it. Because the, the space at the high school that we have right now doesn't allow us for things like a tiny home or any larger products. There's nowhere to store it. And then we have a couple classes that are double booked um, in the Woods Lab. And so we really were trying to look at some space. And so that kind of sparked um, that, that piece to that. Um, and really what sparked is that we know that there's a skilled trades gap right now. And if, if you ever listen to Mike Rowe uh, from Dirty Jobs, love great it. proponent of, of the skilled trades, and his, his, his quote that I love is, uh, someday a good plumber is gonna cost you as much as a good psychiatrist. Because um, there's, there's just such a lack of people going into those fields. Right. And they're such high earning fields. And if that's your interest, and if that's your ability, then that's a great pathway for you um, and again, you know, the skilled trades is not for everybody. Um, it takes a certain skill and interest to want to want to be into that. And you know, you start looking at our FAFSA uh, participation rate. You know, we moved that needle from 46 to 55 percent last year, um, which is great. So, um, sure, you know, which means we also have 45 percent of our students who aspirations are not a two or four year degree. So, what are we doing for those kids? Mm -hmm. And so, I think this is a great avenue that this building kind of brings to them to uh, be able to practice some of those skills um, with that. So um, I, I think you're being very humble, by the way, about how this whole, whole thing came about because you have a lot of connections around the mm -hmm. district and with a lot of different groups and, and businesses, and, and I know that that, that led to a, a lot of the things um, that brought this about. But what, what happens next with this building project? Well, you know, you know, we've kind of been chasing a little bit of the dollars on this building for a year now. We've had this group of, of uh, people we've met with for every Thursday at 10 o'clock for the last year. And so uh, it's kind of nice we're going to be able to move to this next phase of this of, okay, now that this thing's moving forward, what are we going to do inside this building? What kind of uh, programs of uh, pre-apprenticeship and apprenticeship are going to work best in this building? What does the interior space of this building need to look like? What does... Uh, uh, what kind of program is going to best benefit our kids? And I think it's kind of neat to kind of look at it from a different perspective now, um, now that it's here. Um, so now we're out of the, getting out of this construction phase and more of this planning stage of, okay, we're bringing kids over here, and what are the cool things can we do with them? Mm -hmm. so. You know, I, I think it's, it's part of the, the special, uh, special uh, 
qualities, I guess, of, of this district. Just the the amount of community support that has gone into something like this. Um, I, I don't have a number off the top of my head of, of groups that have pledged or or are involved at this point, but it's it's numerous. It's over twenty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just it's so cool to see. It, it's one of my favorite things of, of this year. Um, just to, to see that support and to see all of us working together for the betterment of kids. Um, can people or businesses still get involved in this? Oh, absolutely. Um, we're always looking for, you know, our, our partners have either partnered with us through time, material, uh, finances, or labor. And so we're always looking for ways to fill some of those gaps um, that we got. You know, uh, we just found out last week that um, even though our plan was approved, now the fire code supposedly has changed, and now we need a sprinkler system. And so we're looking to partner with somebody for that. So we got a few leads on that. So, um, at, you know, as with any construction project, there's going to be some some peaks and valleys to it. And so, you know, our, our community and our supporters are what bring us through those valleys of that. And we are so fortunate that we have this group of people that's come together to be able to do this and give their time and, and, and their and their resources for this. Because without them, without work based without our business partners in our community, work based learning doesn't exist. Right. Um, and so they are the utmost important piece of this puzzle to, of bringing all this together. You bet. I, is there anywhere where people can go to, to learn more about this project? Um, I know that um, once this podcast is released, I know that there will be some links to a, a page that's going to help people if they want to be involved with this more um, to, to get a hold of us. Perfect. So that yeah. would be on our Southeast Polk website, yes. and they would just, okay. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. What's your favorite part of working in this position? You know, I'd say my favorite part is, you know, when you get to see those students who find their spark and they find they find out what their niche is um, with that, um, to me, is, is, is the most exciting piece. You know, we have, um, we have students coming here with our registered apprenticeship programs that are making, you know, uh, upwards of $20 an hour. Um, and so, you know, in particular, you know, they're, they're some of that is life-changing for some of our students absolutely, um, and their families. And so to be able to see a kid get excited about that, um, to me, is, 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 is one of the reasons. Um, my other reason, you know, I, I, I kind of look at is, you know, chronic absenteeism is a nationwide issue right now with mm -hmm. students. And if you ask me, if you want to give, if you want to get uh, students to school, give them a purpose to be there, I think work-based learning is that option for some of those kids that uh, this gives them the reason. And I don't have any hard data on this, but my observational data from this um, that we've kind of looked at, and I'll have some hard data here in the future for this. Um, our kids that are involved with these programs, um, attendance increases and grades increase um, because there's a purpose for them to be here sure. now and there's a reason for it. Yep. And so to, to be able to see kids get excited about that is, 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 is important to me. Great. Great, yeah, that just that passion and engagement. Right. So, what's next for you uh, in in the program as we go into the winter and in the spring? You know, I think you're going to see some more uh, apprenticeship programs and pre-apprenticeship programs, especially coming out. Um, you know, we're just working through one with uh, the Des Moines Electrical Apprenticeship Program okay. um, and uh, the local 347. Uh, and we just met with this, and it's in its beginning stages. But if we can get this pulled off, uh, you know, the first year apprentice. Um, would have to take seven courses after they graduate high school for the first year. Wow. If we can get them through our pre-apprenticeship program, we'll get them out of the first five of those classes. 
That's amazing. And so really three months in, our students will come out year two apprentices um, in their program. And so that's part of this new building. And without this building, we couldn't make that possible because we don't have the space to build the modules right. in order to give the kids the practice and the hands-on to do it. And so I think we'll see more of those pre-apprenticeship programs coming up throughout there. Um, we'll see more school-to-work uh, opportunities, which kind of mimic registered apprenticeships without some of the paperwork mm -hmm. um, that's, that's coming down the pipeline. And I think you're going to see us be pushing out more and more information in regards to education and of how to uh, afford college and what's that process look like and to have families not get caught up on that sticker shock um, when they see a college price. So I think yeah. those are some of the things that we'll see rolling our way. So many opportunities, so many different pathways. Uh, it's just exciting to, to hear all of the different ways that, that kids could go forward and, and the different opportunities that, that you're helping to make sure that we're providing. Yeah, it's an exciting time for it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information and, and for all of your efforts in, in promoting college and, and career readiness for Southeast Folk students. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I want to say thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of All Things SCP. We'll be back soon with new updates. See you next time. Mm -hmm.